I'm Kayla Owen with Sports Illustrated's Husky Maven channel, and I am joined by Pac-12 Network's Yogi Roth to give his side of how the Pac-12 schedule looks for teens. If you watched him on TV today, you got a lot of information and saw a lot of media from the coaches and how the schedule is really going to shake out as well as their opinions. First off, Yogi, Washington is on the road against Arizona, then Stanford before hosting Oregon, the game which could ultimately decide who the Pac-12 North champion is yet again, is that as important as fans and media sometimes make it out to be in terms of Washington being on the road against two fairly competitive teams that Washington continuously struggles with? How huge is that? Yeah, look, I think the schedule for UW is laid out in a real positive manner, right? They got a bye after five games. They get a break, and then it's UCLA on the road at Arizona. And then, of course, uh, you referenced the Stanford game. And both of those not being easy, right? Arizona's going to finally have probably found their footing. They're going to know who their quarterback is. Stanford, to me, was playing as good a football as anybody last year in the Pac-12. Uh, I, I think if there was a world where you know, they got to play for the title, we wouldn't be shocked if they won it. Remember, they lost to Oregon without Davis Mills, right? They had the false positive test, him and their, one of their top receivers. Uh, and then the Oregon game is your reference. I mean, this is rivalry central at home. I mean, you, you thought fans loved going to that game. Traditionally, a year without going to Husky Stadium, it's going to be amazing. But to me, when I look at the schedule, honestly, I, I look at the top. Can they go on the road and beat Michigan? I mean, the narrative of the conference, whether we like it or not, rests a lot on week two. There's a lot of huge games in this conference, uh, and that one, of course, is a headliner. I like that you mentioned the top because when I saw the schedule coming out, I mean, we all know that they were going to Michigan to the big house, but the bottom half is actually what made me a little bit nervous because Washington, every sport, it seems, has a hard time winning down in the desert. It, it's <laughs> just a thing. And then Stanford, eight of the last nine games, the home team has won, that one time being Stanford upsetting Washington during this COVID season. So I was actually very shocked that you said the top instead of the bottom. Yeah, well, I think, look, um, other conferences have kind of nailed it to a certain degree where you'll see Minnesota a couple years ago undefeated, 5-0, and 6-0, and right? Or if you saw Mississippi State or if you saw Blue Blood like Washington undefeated, all of a sudden you get the benefit of the doubt and your narrative is set. So, so much of this conference is about narrative. So I look at them, and if they could start off 5-0, and probably top 10 team, top 12 team, right? Usually the CFP ranking is right after their bye or the week after that. So they'll have a chance to make some legit noise. And then they got to go prove it, right? And I'm not saying that Cal or Oregon State are going to be any easier than Stanford and Oregon or Arizona, as you referenced. But if they can kind of set their narrative at being an undefeated team, if they can take a run, and I think they are the most under-the-radar team in this conference. Oregon should get love, whether UW fans like it or not, two-time defending Pac-12 champs, right? USC gets love for obvious reasons. UW right now, to me, it's like we forget that that offensive line is coming back. We forget that their linebackers are talented. We forget that Trent McDuffie's a first-round corner in my eyes, as well as Dylan Morris, right? And the receiving core led by Kate Otten at tight end uh, is consistently improving, and we, we haven't seen the ceiling, right? We haven't seen uh, Puka Nakua. We haven't seen him at the level that we anticipate. So can they set their narrative early on? And then they got to go through the gauntlet, just like everybody does. That's what nine conference games are all about in this conference. Those are some big boys that you mentioned there and some pretty big names that I know Husky fans like to watch, but always emerge a little bit after the season kind of wraps up. 
and Washington has played their slate of games. Speaking of slate of games, in your opinion, what is a team that could upset Washington? And is there a trap game with Washington? Yeah, totally is. Um, because I think Stanford, Oregon, and Arizona State are going to be good. And those are games that I circled that I was like, I don't know if I can go either way. Uh, I don't know if it'd be an upset. I would say Arizona on a Friday. Uh, I really, I've known Jed for almost 15 years and a lot of the guys on his staff, um, you look what he's doing, creating a lot of buzz, but also getting a lot of players. We talked about the portal a lot today. They've worked the portal, whether it's quarterback, linebacker, they get the best player coming out of the Mac to play inside backer. I mean, they've filled holes within this team and talking to that staff, like they're better than advertised, right? They're not seven. They're not 63 points worse than Arizona state, for instance. So I look at that game Student section's on top of you. We've seen it happen, right? Oregon went down there a couple of years ago with Justin Herbert, lost on the road. You referenced UW and just general issues in the desert. Uh, that, that's the game. But they know it too, right? So it, that'll be fun. But I, I think coming off of UCLA at home and knowing they got Stanford, Oregon, and ASU in that stretch, that, that's the one that you got to make sure that, that you bring the juice. And to your point, I remember the CFP year, right? They lost at Arizona State. It was like an ugly game. It was like 10-6 or something like that, right? Horrible. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that, that, that's the game, though. And that's a game I, I look forward to watching and, uh, you know, maybe even broadcasting. Who knows? Yeah, I circled all those five. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, I would definitely be very nervous heading into that game, even if they're undefeated because it's Arizona. And speaking of other schools, who has the easiest schedule and who has the hardest schedule, in your opinion? I don't know. Uh, I think challenging schedule Stanford has got a real challenging layout to their schedule. Yeah. You, know, you look at, you know, they're on the road, their first three games, which is a good thing because their students aren't on campus, K-State, at SC, at Vandy. Uh, and then it's, or UCLA, Oregon, ASU, Wazoo, bye. I mean, that's a challenge. Washington that State. Pretty bad too. Yeah, Washington that's State. Coming from, say, that's coming from a Husky over here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, nine games before a bye. But I talked to Coach Rollo earlier today on the Pac-12 Networks, and, like, they just got to go play. You know, that, that, that's who they are. Um, I don't know if anybody has an easy road in this conference, but I look at Utah. It's laid out really well. They, BYU, of course, is a non-conference game, but they don't have an LSU and Ohio State or Michigan. Um, and I like their home games, right? They get Oregon at home. They get ASU at home. They get UCLA at home. I think that's, that's helpful in that regard. I think Arizona State. When you look at uh, who they play and who they don't play, uh, I like their schedule. The problem is November. They go on the road to Washington and Oregon State back-to-back -back weeks, clearly uh, far away from the desert where they're comfortable in terms of a weather standpoint. So I don't think – I think when you look at it, I don't think anybody's got, like, the easy road or anybody's a hard road. I think everybody has, like, a legit Pac-12 road. And I know that Merton Hanks and company in the Pac-12 conference offices, they did everything they could to make it as equitable as possible – uh, to me, there's bummers for fans. Like, we don't see SC and UW, Oregon and SC. Uh, we don't get to see uh, UW, they miss Utah. We've loved that matchup here and there. But that's just kind of the way that every two years the schedule goes. So, um, non-conference games and legit non-con schedule, that's kind of what you sign up for when you play in the Pac-12. That's basically exactly what happens. Pac-12 has nine conference games all the time, hence the alternating. But then there was also Stanford with 12 power five teams on their schedule the first time since 2011 when that happened to USC. So we'll see how that shakes out. And like Yogi Roth said with the Pac-12 Network, you just got to play.